Yes, hello, this is Cameron, and its opinions are cheap. Hello, Chad. Hello. Hello. Are we talking in these voices? Yeah, new year, new me. Oh man, we sound so manly and confident. The new Cameron is polite, punctual, pristine, and doesn't use the N-word to describe the mailman. <laughs> he also has a pretty big dick. Oh, you know what? Okay, let's let's go to real talk. I wish that I was friends with a leprechaun. Mm-hmm. Because go on. I feel like he'd probably have some cool stories. Is that it? Like, well, I mean, it, basically a drinking buddy, but he's like he's a scamp. Like he's mm-hmm. always like magic, you know, teleporting around and stuff. So. Like, I kind of picture him having a lot of fun stories. You just sort of, like, chill out on weekends together. Yeah, I mean, I I feel like you could also be friends with, like, a non-supernatural creature that has fun stories and is also a scamp. Yeah, but he could teach me Gaelic slurs. That would be cool. I bet they would be Gaelic. Yeah, like that one. Maybe you're my leprechaun. I can be your leprechaun. It's kind of like being someone's Huckleberry, but not in the Wild West. You know what? If uh, if this show ever catches on, maybe uh, you're my leprechaun. Will, will be our first T-shirt. <laughs> That'll be our Richard, thing. Richard can have one. Yeah, <laughs> Richard. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me if I, next time I see Richard Yars, he has a shirt. He is. He is pretty crafty. So how was your day? It was okay. You having a good new year? Yeah, so far so good. I started editing my book again. It's been three months since I looked at it. And I was really kind of nervous to start because there's a lot wrong with it. And it's like, oh, it's going to be like a long two months. Because I'm going to have myself two months to, to do draft three. But I'm a couple days in and I feel like I got like all the problems commented out and highlighted in each chapter. And I know what to look for and what I need to fix, and it's kind of just like, okay, I guess I just got to do it, and it's it's been going okay so far. I'm not far in, I'm only a couple chapters in, but so far it's manageable. There's a couple chapters I have to like completely rewrite, which is going to suck, but there are ways away, and I'll, I guess you know I'll get to them when I get to them. So I'm feeling fairly confident right now, which is maybe a mistake. That's good. Uh, how about you? How's your your year being so far? Three okay. days in. Alright. What go. are you doing? Uh, Richard got me a Fortnite action figure, so I'm opening it. Oh yeah, you, you showed me a picture of that last week or the week before, the pink bear. Yeah. You Care like bear with machine gun? I've never played Fortnite. I hate you. And I don't think I'll ever play Fortnite. I feel like I'm too old for that game. I hate you. That's okay. Um, I love, uh, I'll go to Richard's house, and then he says, hey, you should play Fortnite so I can watch. Because he's too old to play Fortnite, too. Sure. Yeah. Come on now. She came with a stand. I wish more figures would come with stands. Yeah, that'd be nice, because then they wouldn't fall the fuck over and their feet would break. Predator toy. You know what I actually saw at Target this year? What? Uh, they had NECA figure stands. Like, just separate, you could buy stands. That's cool. Yeah, and they're the kind that kind of clamp around, so you could actually use it for any figure. Yeah, I should go look and see if I can find some of those. Maybe, I don't know. So this is What's cool, that? It's, that, it's that cool pink bear one, but she comes with, like, an assault rifle, and a pretty bow, and a, a llama corn axe, I guess. Llama corn, that sounds like a neat portmanteau of llama and acorn. So I'm guessing it's an acorn and llama. What is llama core gonna be the new like music thing now that Fortnite llama comes core. on? Oh my god. I can see that being a thing. That's obnoxious. I hate it already. Yeah, I know. Let's never say that phrase again. First mumble rap and now this. <laughs> I got a Fortnite dance on Second Life. Oh yeah? Where it plays the music, and it's like that same canned animation. Sure. And that upsets people immediately. Nice. Like some, I don't know, we were talking about Warcraft, so I put on like my Sylvanas costume. Mm-hmm. 
and I gave her a flamethrower and I came in and I'm just like burning everything down and everyone's like laughing and laughing. And once everything was on fire, then I started doing a Fortnite dance and everyone's like, get out. <laughs> it's an interesting thing because I feel like people have strong opinions about that game and it just seems easier to not care. It does. And it is. Like, at least it's got style to it. I, I know Jim Sterling was doing, like, the top ten shittiest games or whatever, and he had some Fortnite-style game on his list that was so bad, like, they basically shut it down after two weeks, and everybody who bought it got a refund, because there's no, no, not enough player base. And in the middle oh, of showing footage yeah. of that game, he fo- showed footage of the the one that Lawbreakers guy made and also basically suffered the same fate what was it radical heights oh that didn't even get out of like pre-alpha right but they the games looked almost exactly the same and it was so disappointing yeah it's a good word for it um there's something weird how fortnite stole so many ideas and it was also like (laughs) the original fortnite game was the knockoff of uh, h1z1 and then it turned into a knockoff of um, uh, player, yeah, player known battlegrounds. And it's like they don't have any original ideas. They they steal dance moves from rap stars, and then it's like, oh, a uh, billion dollars. Here you go. Well, it's funny because like PUBG has like this kind of you you know somewhat unique idea or whatever, at least one that hadn't gotten like super popular before. But they basically built that game with pre-bought assets because the team was small. And so then Fortnite does the same game but has the team to build their own assets and actually give it style and, like, pizzazz. And so, yeah, people went to Fortnite because it, it just looks and sounds better. It's like, oh, it's the, same, it's the game we love, but the polish is there. That's fair. That's a good way to put it. I don't know, like, it comes down to, like... Uh, Theft in, in in video games is weird because you can't. I don't know if you, can you really like copyright a piece of gameplay. You can, um, and and that's a it's a really difficult argument because uh, who was it that was it Namco or Capcom that owned the rights to playing a mini game while a screen is loading? Like that's a weird thing to own the rights to, right? Like it is, and and what was weird about that was the argument was always. Like, well, how? What's a mini game? Like, sure. how do you define some of this stuff? Like, what? How? How do you protect yourself? Like, in Gears of War, I push X to reload, and in Call of Duty, I push X to reload. Is that a concern? Like, is some lawyer like salivating at the mouth over that? Um, Mario is a two D platformer where you walk from the right side of the screen to the left side of the screen. No, the other way around. Um. Is that a is that a concept that somebody could theoretically copyright? And it's like yes and no. <laughs> it's like depending on how yeah. you want to do wordplay. And it's kind of like I, I'm sort of just waiting for the Disney of video games to like come in and ruin stuff. Activision Blizzard. I don't. You're don't, on deck. They don't have um. They don't own stuff. No, but I, I just like, I can see if if a company was going to do it, it'd probably be them. <laughs> you don't go to EA for that? I don't even think about EA anymore. They have their origin thing, so I just don't buy EA games. Because I can't play them through Steam. Oh. Ah. I just know, like, cause the video games market, a lot of it is... Here's a trend, everyone jumps on that trend right away and just saturates the market with that trend until the next trend comes along. And it's so... Like, all the open-world games and live-service games out now, which I don't want to touch, like, any of them with. I just don't don't care. And it's so frustrating. It's like, I remember when, like, oh, all these games would come out and there'd be, like, a handful I'd actually want to play versus this year where I played... Last year I played three games. And I was... I was good. I I just feel like there's there's more games than ever, but it seems like they're all kind of the same now. At least from my narrow window of I don't really pay as much attention as I used to because I don't have the time. You're not wrong, though. 
I cannot get her to hold the gun. This is weird. And I know, like, trying to find, like, a good couch co-op game is almost impossible because there's almost none that come out every year. Or trying to find, like, a specific kind of arena shooter that I like. And then kind of be, and then basically not doing it. And so I still play Overwatch with everybody now, even though I kind of don't like that game sometimes. Yeah, we had the worst night trying to play. Like, we spent our night trying to enjoy Overwatch and we couldn't. Yeah, it was like an hour up, and it's like, well, we finally won a game, but it was such a steamroll that it wasn't fun, and this this whole night's been kind of not worth it. And I wish I wish I had really liked Quake Champions, but the fucking hero system they put in is mostly what pisses me off about that game, because some of the heroes have better active abilities than others, and you have to buy them. And it's fucking frustrating, I don't want that in an arena shooter. You heard they nerfed that out, right? Did they? Like, they nerfed pretty much all of the abilities. That's for the best. I, don't, so I didn't really care for half the guns in that game, though, either. So They're still there, um, and that's... I, I think some people were saying they should just have a mode where the abilities matter a lot, and then a mode where they don't matter at all. Sure. Um, It, it kind of hurts the, like, why have abilities at all, because everyone's just going to pick that mode, but... Yeah. I don't know. I just remember, like, not liking half the guns in the game, and I think they felt very good. I think the sound effects for them were all that special. They just didn't have that, like, oomph that made you want to, like, shoot someone with that gun. And then there was something about the hit detection and the way the servers worked that it, it felt like sometimes it was, like, a couple milliseconds behind, and you're like, no, I totally hit that guy, but it wouldn't register at all. And it's a Quake game, how are you fucking this up? This is literally the most important thing you can do, and you're, you're not quite getting it there, and it's really frustrating. But it was free, so, you know, I can uninstall it and go about my life. Yeah, I mean, at least for that. Um, somebody was asking me about Star Trek Online. And they're like, hey, should I should I play it? And I started writing up this whole long thing about the pros and cons of spending your time in Star Trek Online. And then I told them, like, well, you know, it's free. Just play it for half an hour and turn it off. I Right. I know uh, there was a post, a couple posts I saw over like Christmas where it's like, hey, it's Christmas, all the new people are getting games, so make sure to log on to the multiplayer. And I'm just like, that, that doesn't work with Overwatch because it's a team game. It's just going to mean like 90% of my teams are going to be terrible DPS. I wonder if that's what was causing some of what we oh, were playing. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, we should have played ranked. Probably. Because like we couldn't get anybody that could kill anybody, and it's like I'm tanking and you're healing, or you're healing, or you're tanking and I'm healing, and it was just, just really frustrating. I don't know if the listeners care that we we were pissed off at Overwatch, but I feel like we talk about it enough that it's got to be some Stockholm syndrome to it now. Yeah, something. There's there's value there, even if it isn't much. Yeah. Okay, I got my big old. Fortnite figure there. Cool. How's it? How's it look? How's the points of articulation? So the articulation's actually really bad. Really? Um, her hand has snapped off five times already. Oh, that's always really fun when you open a toy. It breaks. Um, but the sculpt is so good. Like she can't pose too much, but she's designed to hold the weapons like one specific way and kind of rest that way. Sure. And it actually looks good when you put her in position. Are the joints just, like, really stiff, or do they just don't have a lot well, of movement? They're Yeah, they're kind of limited. Um, okay. They're good, though. Besides the wrist, the wrist is almost designed to come apart. Like, there's a there's a breakaway thing, I think, for tension reasons. Oh, sure. Um, But she looks good. That's, yeah, I, 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 the, the, the figure is pretty cool looking. And again, I mean, Fortnite has style. It's it's yes. cartoony and stupid and internet-y, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Hmm. I like the cartoony and stupid. Oh, man. Here's a completely different topic, but I've been watching uh, the commentary to, to Gravity Falls. So me and my brother have been going through that again with the commentary on. Mm-hmm. And that has been so fucking fun to watch and like learn about this show I really like from this angle. And it's crazy how goddamn like young and inexperienced most of the people were going in on this show. Like, you can tell they went to like the universities that were really expensive, but they're expensive because they hook you up with like contacts and references and stuff. Because they were approached by Disney to do a show, 
like, right out of college. And it's like, what fucking assholes get that privilege, right? But they did, and they, they were, they, they threw this show together, like, this pitch, but they, they wanted to make it, like, as not kid-friendly as possible, because, you know, Stan is a, kind of like a criminal character, and it's scary, and the, there's continuity between episodes, which hadn't been done in cartoons, and they weren't sure if it was going to get picked up or not, and they weren't even sure if they wanted it to, but Disney was like, no, let's do it. And just hearing them talk about about this series, it's, it's been so fun. Like The first episode that airs, they wrote as the seventh episode, because they had such a, a large window, and they're like, well, the first episode's always going to be a pain in the ass, so let's just not write that one right away. We'll just write episode two through six, <laughs> and then we'll come back and write the first episode when we understand what we're doing. You know what I really like? Um, Billy and Mandy did that, where the pilot explained how they became friends. And then when it got picked up for a show, they're like, no, that was the first episode. We're just move on. And they, know, yeah. they don't dwell on, like, world building. It's like, look at this premise. You get it. Mm-hmm. Funny things will happen. Billy and Mandy was a great show. Whatever happened to Dog Meat? I'm a little miffed about that. I don't know if I know Dog Meat. Um, the guy went to Kickstarter and he was making a, a, a zombie puppet show called Dog Meat. And it's about a zombie bounty hunter, but he has a zombie dog and he has a, like a vampire girlfriend and it's like Mad Max apocalypse stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah, it looks really fun. I typed in dog meat and freaking Fallout shows up. So I typed in dog meat zombie and then awkward zombie showed up. And I'm just like, I guess Google doesn't want me to find this thing. Dog meat. But. Dog meat. Dog meat is the flesh and other edible parts of derived from dogs. Thank you, Wikipedia. I'm glad, I'm glad we found that. Dog meat consumption in South Korea, Wikipedia. Jesus, there's more than one article on dog meat on Wikipedia. I've learned a thing tonight. No, now I'm wondering if it wasn't called dog meat, because I can't find it either. Yeah. I could have sworn that was, though. I don't know. Um, I'm going to do Billy and Mandy puppet show, because that's how Google works. Oh, it's dead meat. Dead meat, okay. That's when you beat your meat so much it gets limp. Maxwell Adams. I, how can I not remember that name? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd remember it. I don't remember things very well though anymore, or ever. I suppose I should Google it too. Dead meat, not to be confused with dead mouse. I'll just send you pictures. But I was gonna say a horror movie channel, but I can't. I still can't find it. Here we go. Okay. Oh, this looks great. Yeah, doesn't it? I'm quite literally miffed that it's been like five years since the update. This reminds me, me and my brother at one point had talked about making a, you know, like a Q-op game where it's physics, but the main character is in a wheelchair and you're fighting zombies and there's a lot of like ricochet and recoil on everything. And so you like shoot your gun and you roll backwards. Mm-hmm. And so it's about navigating the zombie apocalypse with the worst controls ever, and also you're in a wheelchair. Have you played um, uh, Getting Over It? I have not. So you're a guy in a cauldron with a hammer, and you move the hammer with your mouse, and the idea is you want to hook the hammer on stuff to kind of lift yourself over ob- you know, obstacles, objects, and things. Okay. Um, It's... <laughs> It, it's intentionally overly difficult. Sure. And there's a message to it. And the whole time, it's it's the guy that made Quop. Okay. And what's really frustrating is the guy narrates it. And he talks about like game development and also life lessons about challenges and the, the value of failing. And there's legitimate insight in what he's talking about. But after you get all the way up the mountain and then you like catch on something funny and fall all the way to the bottom of the mountain, I don't want to hear it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, it pushes that hard part slightly too hard. Like it's sure. very good. Um, It really is. I recommend it. I think it's like $5 on Steam or something. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of a, <laughs> a pain to deal with. Sure. Well, I, hey, I, I want to um, I want to get to the, today's topic. Okay, I was gonna try and avoid that. It's your turn to pick. 
No, I, uh, I feel like I picked a bad one. It's... Yeah, you picked Twilight because you're a, a teenage girl. I didn't quite pick Twilight. Uh, I don't know. I picked... I, I watched a YouTube video on Twilight that was basically about perspective and how this this, this girl, when, when Twilight was big, you know, either you really loved it or you really hated it, and it seemed... It seems crazy in retrospect when you look back on it. We're like, yeah, it was kind of not a good book. But the amount of vitriol thrown at Stephanie Meyer was a little over the top, especially since she's just writing kind of like shitty genre fiction, which exists all the time and no one gets really mad about it. Any, you know, But for her, it was, it was a problem. And just kind of thinking back on, on, on that was, to me, really interesting because I remember when that when that started getting big, and like my gut reaction was like, "This is terrible. Why would anybody like this?" And I hadn't read it, and then I ended up reading it, and it's like, okay, it's not good, but it's not as bad as everyone made it out to be. Until you got to the third book, that one was pretty fucking dreadful. And it just I don't know the the idea of like you put ten years or twelve years between something, and you think back on it, and it's just like, man. Why were we so up in arms? Why were we so angry? Why were we so passionate about something that's really not important at all? You know, I not to say that it's not important, but I'm looking forward to maybe like 40 years from now when there's like a History Channel thing about all the like March protests against Donald Trump being elected. And someone out there is going to be watching the TV and they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I was there. And they're not going to be foaming at the mouth anymore. Right, because after 40 years, he'll be dead, and we'll have... Oh, dude, that'll God be so knows cool. Where be. <laughs> <laughs> that thought never crossed my mind. That's actually the best part of looking in the future, man. Right? <laughs> man, I'll be 70 in 40 years, and that's that's a miserable fucking thought I don't want to have anymore. Hmm. But, like, I don't know... I, feel, I mean, I feel, I've, I've kind of culled some of my books, right, that I that I owned when I was in high school. You know, so, like, these, these teenage girls are in high school, they get involved in Twilight, they really like it, they really like it. And then you have to imagine that they're in their 30s now, and they probably don't have those books on their shelves anymore. Like, I, I got rid of a ton of my shitty fantasy books, which were no worse or better than Twilight, you know? They're just a different genre, but it's stupid, dick-swinging male protagonists with swords killing dragons, and going on dumb adventures and there's really no lady characters you know it's just all this it's the same kind of drag it's just for a different audience and no one got mad about those but everyone got mad at twilight because it became the cultural thing to get mad at and also it actually had a vocal fandom and i think part of that comes from the vocal fandom and part of it comes from this weird uh I feel like Twilight got popular right around the same time that people are beginning to learn how to talk on the internet, but we don't have it down yet. Yeah. And there's this weird kind of, uh, uh, how do I, oh, okay, um, Second Life has a game that has been going since, like, the early days of Second Life, and it's like a vampire bloodlines kind of thing. Yeah. And when you play the game, it kind of attaches to your character, and you have a health meter. And if someone else is a vampire, then you can see that, and you can fight and stuff. But you also have, like, a blood meter, and you have to drink innocent people's blood to keep healthy. Okay. And uh, it was actually, like, it was it was annoying people that aren't playing the game and don't want people to come up and bite them. Sure. So, it, it, this is still a thing to this day. Sometimes when you go to New Sims on Second Life, the first thing you see is a big sign with the rules, and there's a big sign that says no underage avatars, and there's a big sign that says no vampires. <laughs> and it's like literally like we we don't want vampires and we don't want pedophiles. Everything else is okay. Or no that, I like how those either. are on the Oh yeah. I, was, I like how all three of those are on the same thing. No no pedophiles, yeah. no vampires, and no ponies. Those are the, equally the, offensive things. So this is a the trifecta, the, the the holy, the unholy trinity, that's what I was going for. Yeah, so there's a thing where if you wanted to go to twilightfan.com and discuss the book or the movie, whatever, but it's like you're on Twitter and someone's trying to follow their favorite artist on Twitter and they see all this Twilight garbage and it's like, I hate it because I'm not a girl, so I don't like it. 
Well, that happened with a lot of, like, that happened with the pony stuff, too, for a bit, right? Where, like, oh, my, these are my favorite authors, I've, artists I follow on DeviantArt, and now all they're doing is drawing pony pictures because it's getting them shitloads of views and probably commission money. Oh, and also, here's the other thing. The people that open up for commission money for the pony stuff, uh, they very quickly turn, <laughs> you know, start turning down the pony work. Uh, there's one person I know in particular that used to do very good artwork. Very tasteful too, but high quality. And uh, somebody asked her, like, "Hey, what? You know, do you still do pony stuff?" He's like, "No, I'm done dealing with you people." And she <laughs> and like she's never said anything mean until like that one like directed one where it's like, "Stay away from me." Sure. Uh. <laughs> but the, the fervor of that fandom, right? I don't blame her because she was probably getting some fucking weird requests. Oh, I'm certain. Um, I'm quite certain. Uh, but <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other big fandoms around the time that Twilight came out because other than like anime and furries, which have always been shit on, I feel like Twilight was almost like the third one for a bit. Um, not quite the same thing, but I want to bring up Breaking Bad. People really like that show. I've never seen more than the first like two episodes. Yeah, I watched an episode and I just did not care for it. And I like that. I just will don't... not stop asking me. Did you watch the last episode of Breaking Bad? Did you Did you see it? It does a pizza on the roof. And <laughs> I don't care. It's like no, I don't watch that show. And then they won't stop talking about it. And it's like okay. I guess Game of Thrones is kind of like that too. Yeah, that falls in the same category. Like even the people I know who don't like fantasy, like my dad will he watches Game of Thrones probably because my mom does, and they're in the same room. So she's like, oh, it's on. But it it is crazy how. What is ostensibly like a piece of genre fiction where there's lots of fucking and nudity and, and violence. But it's also swords and dragons. Like, so many people have, have, have fallen into it and really enjoy it. And I like the books, but I don't want to watch the show because the show's different from the books. And I don't. That's not how I picture the people or the voices. It's just wrong. It's the wrong one. George R. R. Martin, you, you finished that wins a winner, you son of a bitch. How about. Did, did you watch that video I sent you yesterday? On The Witch? No. Yeah. Did, because you... I haven't seen that movie, and I really want to see that movie, so I was, like, unsure of going into it if it would... So you'd like to avoid spoilers on it? Yes. All right. It's a very divisive movie, I know that. Like, I've met some people who are like, this is one of the best horror movies of the last ten years, and other people are like, this is one of the most pretentious pieces of garbage of the last ten years. So I have no idea what I'm going to think of it, other than those are my two options, evidently. Should I say nothing? You can say something. Um, I want to say I found it very, very boring. But the acting was top-notch, and the cinematography was top-notch. Like, it's a very well-made movie. But the whole time, I kind of felt like, why am I watching this? And there's a couple sequences that are just, they're really brilliant, and they're worth watching to get to. But as soon as they're done, I'm kind of done with it. Sure. And this is, yeah, this is the A24 studio, so that's that's not surprising that you say that, because I know, like, people had that same kind of response to Hereditary, um, and I know you said something maybe similar about a ghost story, and all of those movies are by this studio. Oh, yeah, but I love a ghost story. I've heard there's, um, it's it got, is very like, pacing slow. problems, so it's got some very slow-moving, well, it, weird That's intentional, though. Sure. And, and again, it, it might be intentional with the, the Vivich, too. But, okay, so I, I want to say this one thing. Max Glarity did a uh, a video about The Witch. He kind of reviewed it, but he more so talked about maintaining perspective uh, in storytelling. Okay. Because we, I think you were bringing up the Twilight thing kind of like as fans watching something or consuming something and dealing with other fans. Sure. But also... I know you kind of touched on like how we might want to review something that we're watching just for ourselves. And, okay. uh, and, and actually this kind of applies to story writing too, because his major problem with the witch movie, it kind of tries to do two different things where witch movies are either like, it's a story about how uh, a paranoid um, hyper-religious town can end up like tearing itself apart over superstition or it's a story about scary witches yeah because you wouldn't think you'd have both but i know this movie has both it sort of has both 
and it's difficult to follow the plot when everybody's like acting uh weird and suspicious and they're paranoid and they're afraid of witches so they kind of like exile this family and that's the rest of the movie is them living out alone and okay. it's like well yeah but they're also kind of completely valid in doing that and <laughs> being afraid of witches because they're real and horrible things happen in this movie and it's kind of this weird uh like they're clearly trying to demonize these uh religious people that don't like witches and then all this horrible stuff happens that completely validates their fears and i don't know what the message of the movie is sure it's a very good film and it is a good horror movie and i think you'll enjoy it but it's also like i walked away trying to figure out why i watched it i can see that you know i had a similar kind of thing with is it's new year's so it's been a lot of twilight zone right oh okay yeah and there was two episodes I watched that had a fairly similar premise where this town, a town or a group of people are going are, are getting paranoid because they think there's like an alien about. And so they're turning on each other and accusing each other and they're having a good old fashioned accuse off. And then something bad happens and you think that the, the episode is over and that the, the whole point is like, hey, paranoia is bad. But then it pulls back and there's actually an alien going, hey, we just messed with those people and they killed each other. Humans are dumb. And it's like, now you're in the Twilight Zone. And it's like, I feel like they completely undermined the entire point the episode was making with that little epilogue. Because it means the people were right. That there was something bad afoot, there were aliens around, and they, they were in danger. And so, all the things they were doing made sense. But it's painted as a bad thing. Because until the very end, you don't think there are aliens around, you think they're just going crazy. And this is really sad, but um, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Village movie was better. In is terms it about of something story. similar? Oh, have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't seen most of Shyamalan's work. Oh, you're missing out, dude. I saw I saw the one with the haunted elevator. The devil? Devil Inside. He, that wasn't his. No, I think it's just called Devil, or like the Devil. Yeah, Devil. Uh, um, it's called Elevator. And going like they, down. The, the toast fell over and it fell like jelly side down. They're like, oh, the devil's a That's an omen. God, that movie was a fucking awful. Yeah, I don't it was think awful in a that. really great way. Was, um, was I like that. I like Signs. Um, I like the Avatar movie that everyone hates. <laughs> I don't like The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Um, And I like most of the village, except the twist part. But the story is neat because it's about people living in a village. And they're afraid of, like, don't cross the border, like, don't go into the forest, don't go too far. And what it turns out is uh, all the adults of the village, they all came from, like, they had some sort of tragedy in their life where they lost the parents or something. And they decided, like, man, we should just make our own world where bad things don't happen and we can protect our family so that they don't experience this stuff. And they basically decide to act like pilgrims and just, like, Okay, we're just going to Amish it up over here. Like, no society, no culture. Um, and they just make up their own little village with their own customs and cut off themselves from the rest of the world to protect their children. Okay. And you understand where that protective, fearful nature comes from, even if the movie's not executed super well. Right. Um, but it works. What's the twist? For the most part. So the twist is you realize that there is no monster and it's actually like modern times. Oh, okay. It's like the blind girl decides to leave the forest to go find medicine for her boyfriend. And then like a police car picks her up. It's like, what you doing out here, girl? And they drive her home. Oh. The end. I. It's one of those things like, I f- like Shyamalan, like his whole shtick became like, I have to have a twist. And it's like. But if you stopped having a twist, your movies would be better, and that that would be the twist, because there isn't one. That's what Avatar was. Right, and then I guess people really like Split, which I didn't see. Yeah, for whatever reason. And then he's got another one coming out that I guess people are excited for. Glassman. Yeah. This time, things are going to shatter. Yeah, crash. It's like looking in a black mirror. It's a cell phone when it's turned off. It's spooky. <laughs> okay, well, okay, let's talk about perspective. Okay, oh, let me let me go get another drink real quick. Woo! I'll vamp for 80 minutes.
<sighs> I'm going to read a comic. Let's go to Womp Comic. Um, Agrius says, you're wearing the wrong glasses. It's 2019. And he's wearing... Yeah, Ronnie has 2020 glasses on. And he says, what do they say? I can't read these without my real glasses. And then she says, it's 2020. And he goes, haha. And then she asks, did you pay money to get custom-made glasses just to make a lame 2020 joke? And then he says, haha. That's a good one. I like, go to wompcomic.com. That's some good stuff. I have returned. I'm going to tweet this to my mom. Oh, yeah, you do that. You tell her that she's a good person. No. You know what's really fun that me and my dad like to do? I may have mentioned this, is we pretend that my mom doesn't cook the food. She just buys it and pretends yes. to cook it. <laughs> I love that. Got it. We still do that. It's really funny. <laughs> I love that. Dude, if I ever visit and I see your mom, I'm going to tell that same joke. Oh, that would be great. I, I think my dad would probably fall over laughing if you did that. Like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to ask you, oh, is this a hungry man? I got those. Oh, man. <laughs> Like, the other day, she made chicken noodle soup, and it was really good. And my, my dad's like, you know, I saw her opening, like, six cans and putting it in that bowl, and then, like, pretending she spent all day cutting the chicken up. It's like, she can't she can't fool us, right? And she's just, like, right there, just, like, staring daggers at us. <laughs> We're so mean to her, but she takes it pretty well. Okay, um, I want to talk about Fallout 76. Okay. So I've got a friend, he's a good pal, and he got Fallout 76, and he loves it. He's the weird one, huh? Well, no. I was thinking about this, and it's like, uh, how do I put this? He's a human being? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with those folk. No, I don't either, and I forget they exist. Mm-hmm. He walked into a store one day and saw there was a new Fallout game, and he's like, oh, I've heard those are fun. So he bought it. So he's never played a Fallout game before but this one? Not really, no. Okay. So he took it home, and he put it in his uh, computer box, and he's playing Fallout 76, and he's just having fun. Like there's a, It's like there's nukes, and he came out of a thing, and there's other players walking around, and they're all doing their own thing. You can kind of team up, and then you fight zombies and monsters and stuff, and like you get armor for your guy, and your guy looks neat. And he is just having a wonderful time playing Fallout 76. That's if you good. go to any video game community, they will not stop shitting on this game. It's every oh, yeah, single it's... thing Bethesda does is wrong. It's and there's some, le- well, yeah, there's some actual legitimate objective problems. But there's also like some company is selling a Nuka Cola um, beer, and the bottle comes in a plastic bottle. And people are mad at Bethesda that the beer company put a plastic bottle no. out. Oh wait, to be fair, it's it was supposed to be like really expensive rum. That's it, it was rum. Yeah, and it, to me, like, I ordered an expensive rum and it came in a plastic bottle, I'd be kind of pissed. But I guess it's like a casing, like it comes in a glass bottle and there's just like a plastic mold around it. And it's like, well, that's fine, like, I'm not going to expect yeah. them to make these really high-end a- glass molds. That's fucking ridiculously expensive. Because it's also like a novelty shape, it's a rocket ship. Like, it's not, or like a nuke rocket, you know, it's not a, um, it, it's not like a bottle. It's a basically a toy that your bottle comes in. Yeah. Also, no one has said how it tastes, which is way more important than how it's packaged. I'm going to guess it tastes good because the Star Trek rum I bought from them is really good. There you go. Or scotch, I mean. They have like Montgomery Scott scotch. It's really good. I will say, if you haven't had rum in a while and you try to jump back into it, drinking it straight, a little harsh. Did that the other week, other day. I was like, I haven't had rum in a while. I got some, got some Mount Gay, threw it in a glass with no ice and took a swig. And I was like, oh God, that... <laughs> That's too much. Was not used to doing that. That's a good story too. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, that's a good. No, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> gonna be drinking a lot now. It's New Year's, so. Yeah, I switched gonna, to bourbon. Um, I love my wine. But no, I'm 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 glad he's having fun. Right, like that's another. Yeah, but thing that's too the thing. That... Like people are allowed to have fun, and there's this weird thing where if you were to go on Twitter right now. And share your latest achievement from Fallout 76. Like, you'll get 80 people, like, just on Twitter looking up that word and, like, hunting people that are having fun to just to yell at. Yeah, when that feels like, I mean, that feels like the modern day Twilight thing, right? Where, like, these people are having fun with their book. 
and we can't let them have fun with their book because we don't like it. And how many people haven't played Fallout 76 that are doing this is the other question, because I'm guessing it's going to be most of them. It also, I mean, it did make a lot of money, so... They, no, it is the Bethesda game, so yeah. They sold so many copies, I think a lot of people have legitimate gripes. Sure. Um, and again, there's a, some actual problems, but the bottom line is, um, if you read the back of the box and go, well, this might be fun, and then you put it in your system and you play it and have fun, I don't see the crime there. No. I mean, you should be happy that they're having fun, right? Like, they spent money on the game, and you're mad, and like, but they're having fun, like... Good for them. Like that, I feel like that should be the outcome we strive, is that if you can enjoy a thing I don't enjoy, I should be happy for you that you're getting enjoyment out of it, because that's what I wanted. Like That was the intent when I bought it. And it's so hard to do sometimes, because like, there are fucking books I hate that people really like, and I'm just like, how dare you? Dare you, sir? <laughs> but to me, that's a character flaw. That's like, oh, I should stop being a bitter piece of shit. Not go on Twitter and be, you know, just double down on bitter piece of shit. Right. And, and man, people have been angry at me whenever I, like, say that I'm having fun in Warcraft or, or Heroes or something. Like, they're just mad at me that I'm happy. And it's like, okay, we're. Are you actually mad about that? Or are you mad that your dad left 10 years ago? <laughs> like, I don't I think know they're what's more going mad on. that they're not having fun. Right? Like, maybe, but still, like, it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it was like that with Darksiders 3, which I know you've purchased. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's been fun. so many people did not like that game that I listened to as far as podcasting goes, and I really like that game, and it's just like, man, I wish you guys weren't being such dicks about it. Like, the idea, like, I wish it didn't exist, it's so bad. It's like, well, other people are enjoying it, maybe uh, don't be so conceited. Uh, how about that? Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. I don't know what you gain. Oh, you know, here's a here's a New Year's resolution. If if anybody out there listening is uh, looking for something to do, here's a really easy one. Uh, if you write something on Twitter or a forum or a Reddit that's very negative, leave it there for a bit, and then like walk away and get a little glass of water for like thirty seconds. Just, like, physically remove yourself from the desk and come back and read it again and decide if you really need to say this or not. Because sometimes yeah. it's really fun to be the first person to say something snarky and mean and be as, like, pointed and personal as possible. But sometimes there's not actually a whole lot of value in it. And if you reread it, it might not be as funny the second time. Yeah, I, I, I definitely try to do that more now than before. And I think there's another perspective thing where it's just, it's easier to not be that guy, right? Like, you just don't don't have the conversation. Like, oh, these people are talking about a thing I don't like. Then just, just don't click on that thread because let them have their fun. Like, there's no reason to go in there and just try to spoil it for everyone because you're a dickhead. Yeah, pretty much. Or like, uh, someone I know was asking for a recommendation on MLP comics because she knows I read them. And I was like, okay, that's kind of a hard question because it's, they're not all good, and it's been a while since I've read some of the ones I liked. So I go into a, a place with people like those comics, and I, hey, can I get, like, a reader list for what are the best ones? So I get a list, and the person's going, oh, yeah, these are my favorite. These are ones you should avoid. And I disagreed with them on some of those things. But I didn't really decide to bring it up, because I was like, yeah, there's really no no value with me, like, debating on whether 46 was a good issue or not, because it doesn't matter. Like, he, he gave me a good place to start. I can pass the information I find acceptable onto her and everyone wins like we don't have to get into an argument over a comic book that neither of us should rightfully be reading because we're grown-ass men exactly and i feel like 10 years ago i would have been like well excuse me but that issue was actually really good and that one you liked sucked but i don't do that anymore try not to anyways that's good but yeah it's um it's difficult at first but man, last year I deleted so many tweets that I just, I didn't even send them. It's like I wrote out like the perfect jackass response. And it's like, well, that was fun. And I'll delete it. Mm -hmm. You know, I get it out of my system. And it's like, you know, no one is actually going to benefit from me pointing out that this person has a different opinion than mine. And I'm upset about it. I hate, too, that it seems like like 
you know, the list, it's list listmas kind of thing with all the lists are out. And it seems like the, the negative lists get more traction than the positive ones. I know, mm-hmm. like, Jim Sterling talks about that. He's like, I do a top, my, my top five games, and way less people click on that than my top ten hated games. Everyone wants the ones I don't like. And that's frustrating because, you know, it's, wouldn't you rather, like, hey, these are products you might haven't played and or heard of and you might like to play and buy. Like, you'll enjoy them versus you already know these games are bad because you've either played them and didn't like them or have heard other people talking about them. So you're basically just looking for more confirmation bias. And it just... I don't know. I, I just wish there was less of that. Like, why can't we just talk about the things we enjoy and do so with respect for each other Maybe perspective yeah. is just being mature. <laughs> it comes with maturity. And um, practicing perspective can get you closer to maturity. Uh, Justin Robert Young had a a really good bit of advice about... um. It, it, well, he noticed this with Star Wars. And the, the actress that played... I'm sorry, the actor that played Rose. Um, oh, yeah, what's her name? She had to leave Twitter because it was getting so bad. Yeah, which is a shame because I really liked her in, in that movie. Well, yeah, it's that like... was like her big break too. Like I feel, so, I was like, oh my god, this is so good for her. She went from like acting like really weird YouTube shorts to a fucking Star Wars movie. That's she, insane. John Williams made a theme for her. She's a major character in that movie. It, whether yeah. you, not you like it, this is a good role to have. Mm-hmm. And whether or not you like her in the movie. Um, it did not justify some of the response she was getting online. And so one of the things that Jerry said that I thought was really smart was uh, when you see someone going on and on and on about um, how much they hate Star Wars and how much they hate the actor playing Rose or whatever, um, you can call that person out and be negative at them, but then it becomes cyclical. Sure. And what you can do... Uh, your other option is when you see someone saying that the, they shouldn't have had Rose in the movie at all, um, you can tweet, I like Star Wars, and leave it at that. You don't have to say, you're wrong, and we need two Roses in the next movie. You can just like start fresh and have your opinion and move on. And if everybody did that, things might balance out a little better. Yeah. It's so, I don't know, like, I, I do feel like my stronger opinions to things seem to be the negative ones. I don't know why, and I wish I wish it wasn't the case. It just, it's easier. It's easier to critique, it's easier to um, tear down, and it's harder to build up. Yeah. And if you, you know, it sounds cliche to look for the silver linings and things. Um, If I, what's a, I'm trying to think of something that I don't like. What's a thing that I don't like? Um, what is that thing you don't like? I should know an answer to this. We're friends. We've been friends for like 12 years. But I kind of got nothing. We usually, we're usually we usually fairly positive on this show with some exceptions. Okay, Um, let's take League of Legends. League of Legends, there we go. I got really frustrated with League of Legends and I put that game behind me. But still, to this day, the art team's really neat. They come out with cool characters. Yeah, And it's really easy for me to remind myself, hey, at least the art's cool. I could save that as a wallpaper and then like not play the game, mm-hmm. and it won't hurt me. Yeah. It just, it takes practice. I don't know. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty guilty of some of this shit, too, right? Like, I, you know, I do a comic book podcast, and there are certain comics, like, I read that I know I'm not gonna like, and I get some, I get some value out of that, like, like, reading uh, was, I think, Blackbird's the new one that's, like, it's so bad, but it's, like, a train wreck, and so I'm always curious, like, where is this gonna go? What are they gonna fuck up next from a storytelling perspective? And I don't, I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but it does kind of make me happy in a weird, mean-spirited way. But I don't, like, I'm not mad at the people who made the comic, right? Like, I mean, good for them for getting a getting a deal and, and, and basically making it in an industry that I think would be really cool to be a part of. But at the same time, it's like, how? Why is why is this character writing so bad? Yeah. 
Um, I, uh, I wish I could find this a little faster. I have done a better job, I think, though, of removing some Here's... of, like, the negative negative things. You know, just, like, like I don't read Marvel comics anymore because I don't, I just don't like them. And that's fine. I don't have to read Marvel comics. It's Life's better when I just don't. Um, or for a completely different thing, like, the, the, I don't know if I want to give the name of the site. But, you know, that site, we used, it was Luminoth Temple, then it changed. And you, you've been gone for a while. And I, I basically left today because I realized that the only people that post I don't like or respect, other than like, there's like four people that are active, two of them are fine, two of them are awful. Like, there's no point for me to be there because it's just annoying. Like, I'm never happy when I go there and engage with anybody. It's yeah. just better to leave. And so I did. It's like, you know what, fuck it, this is better. Like, I don't have to think about this place ever again. And that's going to be better for me than going there and arguing with people and trying to convince them to not be douchebags. Because that's never going to happen. Yeah, and sometimes pulling that uh, band-aid can be a little hard, but sometimes that works out, too. Yeah, because, I mean, I had been a part of that community since, like, 2004. Yeah. I know but, it defined a big chunk of my life. Yeah, but it's like, you know what? It's time to move on. It, it really is. And... I think being able to do that and just, like, remove yourself from bad situations or bad people or bad things, like, if you can do it, just do it. Like, you're going to be way happier in the end, even if it's, like, a little sad or disheartening or, you know, whatever weird mix of emotions you feel like at that time. I think we had a good talk on perspective. I hope so. I have one story I want to tell to wrap it up. Okay. Um, have I told the story about the, the puppy in the microwave? No, that sounds like a really awful story, though. Have I told you about it? I don't think so. Okay, um, I'm going to send you this comic, but I'll I'll be talking about it out loud. I'm guessing someone put a puppy in a microwave and it died. No. Oh, okay. Um, well, actually, you know what? Then. I'm also going to be putting this on the Opinions Are Cheap Facebook page, because I think everybody should read the whole thing. Um, I will schedule that. Here we are. I hate Facebook. I can't operate it quickly. Schedule. Okay, well, basically, um, this is back, I think the Clinton administration is maybe the last one to do this, but in the White House, um, when they're hiring, you know, <laughs> you can only imagine how many people apply for that kind of job any position in the White House. And, you know, there's a bunch of interviews and, you know, layers and layers of questions and checks and things. When you get to the final interview, there's one question they ask, and it's just, how much money would we have to pay you to put a puppy in the microwave and push start? That's a pretty fucked up question. Yeah. And, like, some people will just cry, or some people will, like, have these, like, emotional responses, and they're just kind of, like, you know, they don't count. Um, but then some people will object, and they'll say, well, I wouldn't, or um, it would have to be an unreasonable amount of money. It'd have to be, like, a million dollars, or two million. And it gets to the point where there's basically just this weird, like, rate of inflation that is purely arbitrary. Um, and if you compare somebody who's, like, uh, I refuse, like, there's no amount of money that you could pay me to put a puppy in a microwave. Um, they keep pushing and they keep asking, like, you know, how much, well, what about this much or what about this much? And you just keep saying no. And then they ask, well, okay, what do we have to take away for you to put the puppy in the microwave? Like, what if you had to choose between a puppy or your mother? Yeah, I'm scrolling through it right now. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's going to pick their mother, but then what if it's five puppies or your mother? And it's like, well, still, I'd prefer to save my mom. And it's like, okay, well, what if it was, like, the entire race of dogs? It's like, we're going to wipe out the whole species, but we save your mother. Is your mom worth a species? And then they, they probe further, and it's like, is your mom more important than your dad? What if you had to pick between your mom and your dad? And then what if it was, like, your mom, but then someone else's entire family? Is one person more important than five people or whatever? And uh, I, the, the whole exercise 
is to kind of just measure how people react emotionally to impossible questions that don't have correct answers. Because when you're sure. working in the White House and you're dealing with some of this important stuff, I mean, you have limited resources. You can't solve all the world's problems and also not jeopardize any human life. And you can't open the borders to everyone and then have 100% border security for everyone. And you can't have everyone have unlimited freedoms and also you can't buy guns or drugs. And it's like, <laughs> it's really easy to cherry pick examples where here's a guy that really needs health care. And he's going to die if we don't pass this bill. And then here's a guy, totally opposite situation, and he needs this other thing. And it, it's, I mean, this is a, it's a good read because it's worded better than how I'm summarizing it. Right. But no, it makes sense, right? Like, it, it's basically, it's an important reminder to, I want to say this right now. Because we're heading into, now 2019 has started, people are going to start their presidential campaigns for 2020, mm -hmm. and politics on Twitter and everywhere is going to get really obnoxious again. Man, we only had like a couple month reprieve. So It's so upsetting. It's just never ending now. It's never ending. So I kind of, to help people cope, I want you to remember that just because someone came to a different conclusion than you doesn't mean they're Satan. Um, yeah, there's there's people that they're they're really mad that what's his name got um appointed the Supreme Court judge because that legalizes uh rape or something, and it's like there's there's hyperbole tied in with legitimate concern, and sometimes God, people get really hung so up on the that. hyperbole part. Yeah, for sure. I feel like they like. Well, that's because, like, if you're arguing on the internet and you want to be noticed, you have to, like, say the most extreme thing so people can be like, well, look at that guy. Right. And it just feeds onto itself where, well, that guy said something really extreme, I have to, like, one-up him. And when you but do that also... long enough, you maybe start to believe your really extreme thoughts because that's all you've been saying for the last months. But there's also a thing where when you see someone with a different opinion than yours... It's really easy to take that as a personal attack on your character for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, somebody out there does like President Trump. They're not saying that you don't know how to vote. They're saying that they like President Trump. You know what I mean? And I mean, yeah, my coworker is, like, super Republican, loves, loves Trump. Except the things he does wrong, but he just doesn't mention those. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everyone's going to do something right. Everyone's going to do something wrong. Um, You can still... <laughs> I really don't like her political system, but just, you know, vote. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's one of those things where, like, he's he's really for Trump. He's he's definitely got a lot of really nasty, problematic views. At the same time, I like working with him. Like, I, I touched up a, a photo of him and his wife for him today uh, because he wanted to, like, get it printed on a piece of glass or whatever as a, as a gift. And I was like, oh, that, that's a pretty good photo, but I think I could make it a little brighter and kind of mess with the shadows a bit so it looks a little nicer. You know, give me, like, 14 minutes. And so I did that for him. And I feel like, I don't know, I, I, have, the, I have the privilege of being, like, white, and, and so I can pass for, I guess, like, facing the crowd, at least in, in white as fuck across Wisconsin. Um, and so I, I approach this situation, you know, from that perspective, where it's like, yeah, th this dude is legitimately a racist, and that's that's bad, and he's got other problems that I, I things about him I really don't like and it's just like man you're kind of a shitty dude but he's got his moments of being like a really good person too and you have to remember that people are really complicated and the one facet you see of them isn't their entire person and that can be yeah. really hard to deal with when you be like man I get along with this guy really well he does not like brown people and that's fucked up how can he be super nice to me and everyone around him but have this thing about him that, like, is just legitimately a bad thing to have. And it's it's hard to deal with, and I guess sometimes it's just easier to forget about it, which I have the privilege to do. Yeah, but I think you hit something there, that people are complicated. And I think the bottom line of maintaining perspective on things 
it isn't about giving that guy a second chance because there's a silver lining. It's about acknowledge that there's a yin and yang to it. Mm-hmm. And you can appreciate the good parts of them, and you can distance yourself from them once you clock out, and that's okay. It's that things aren't really black and white and cut and dry and right and wrong. Like, um, he's the kind of person that, like, I legitimately think that if someone, if a person of color had, like, a car problem and asked him for help, he would help. Because he would know how to fix it, because he's a really good mechanic. And so it's one of those things, like, he might, like, might be almost, like, grumpy about it, but he would still do it, because it's the right thing to do. And so you have to, like, you, you throw that in with it, too. Like, okay, he's got, like, these bad views, but he's also... He's not, he's not the devil, right? Like, he's, there's, there's gray to his morality that makes him at least tolerable. Yeah, and not to dwell too much on the topic of uh, permitting and tolerating racism into our lives, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, just, I went too long. I just want anybody listening that might be having a tough time with somebody, um, don't just blanket forgive them for no reason. Because a hollow gesture like that isn't going to really make anything better. But remember that they're a human being. And remember mm-hmm. they might be coming from somewhere. They might be dealing with something internally that they have to deal with. So don't hold it against them. Just ignore them. Report them to the police if it's that bad. But, you know. Or HR if it's, you know. I mean, there, there are certain certain lines in the sand that I, you know, don't want people to cross, right? And so far that line hasn't been crossed but if it does like there's a there's a point where yeah you know you you have you have to you have to kind of make your own boundaries but once you do you need to stick to them if someone touches you in a place or a way that makes you feel uncomfortable that's no good especially if it's a shake on the shoulder and an attaboy fucking stop doing that that last week there was something oh shoot you're reminding me of a story that happened like just recently Shoot, it's gone. I drank too much. Yay, burp. Um, you want to have a glad space now that we talked about um, racism and I don't remember the village. We had a really good show. Yeah, today. we had we, we had a weird show. Um, was my glad space last week? Uh, Blackpink. Oh K- yes, K-pop group was. Oh, because I wanted it to be that again. Because I'm I'm really really I'm just like infatuated with dude. Blackpink makes album. you happy. You can talk about Blackpink. I've been listening to it every day, and it's been so fun. And I've been listening to a lot of Pentakill still. I really like that. Fucking Jorn is great. I've, I've been enjoying just music lately. It's it's fun. Go 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 find new new music to listen to. Everybody, Get fucking experiment. Try a try a genre you haven't done before, and did and put those tunes in your ear holes. Uh, my glad space. Uh, I think I talked about Tamers one two three four five already. Yeah, that's the Sonic Underground guy, right? Yeah, he put out a um, end of year video where it was 2018 in review, okay. and it was actually this like really uplifting. Um, it was like a highlight reel of all the stuff he worked on this year, set to like really sappy music. But it kind of worked really well. Where it's like I watched that, and I literally I had a good feeling about 2018, and I was looking forward to 2019, and it just. I don't know, positivity is good, even if it's, like, ironic or silly. If you can just find any excuse to smile, uh, pursue that. Yeah, for sure. I want Blackpink's, uh... Well, this isn't Blackpink's website, what the fuck? Do they not have an official site? This is brown orange. I'm trying to find, I was like, I wonder if I can get a t-shirt. Blackpink t-shirt. get one off of Amazon that's probably not oh this is dumb it just says their name and then has like the four names on the back but it's really cheap so I guess there's that I don't know what I'm doing anymore right, guys like I'm the worst I'm sorry yay well this one's kind of cool it's a hoodie though uh, oh yeah, I forgot. Um, amiibo update. My Ridley amiibo wasn't broken after all. Oh, that's good. That piece is supposed to be missing. I don't know why, but they're all missing that piece. Oh, well, there you go. 
Hey, are you down to Overwatch? Because Alex is getting on, and I know Joe wants to play tonight. Yeah, I hope it's better than last time. Well, if it's not, we can duck out early, too. Woo! Oh, I want... Okay, this is kind of a neat Blackpink shirt. I like this one. I don't I don't know if I could wear it to work, because it's got four Korean girls on it, and somewhat revealing clothing. That's There's nothing cool. on the back. I have to have stuff on the back. You know, it's really funny. I've seen... <laughs> I've seen some very... Um, I'm going to say, like, offensive t-shirts that made me laugh. And it's like, wow, I really wish I could wear that anywhere. But there's not, like, yeah. a single place that I would be comfortable wearing that. Like, even to go see Richard, it's like, nah, I don't want to wear that. Oh, man, they got a, they got a fucking uh, a hoodie that's really cool. It's black, and all the text on it is in pink. And then it's got cat ears, and I'm just like, I kind of want that hoodie. I don't, I don't know where I could wear that hoodie without people really hardcore judging me, and I'm still not over that. Even though I'm almost thirty, but I like it. Also, doesn't it like, yeah, made in China? Well, no shit. How is this only eighteen dollars? Like this, this quality's got to be horrible, right? Like a good hoodie costs like sixty dollars. How is this eighteen? That's fucked up. Oh, you know what else? Um, I want to say I've been really enjoying Dark Siders three. Yeah. And um, I know you recommended it, but you recommend everything. But then some stranger on the internet recommended it. So I thought, well, let me try this out. Um, if anybody out there is on the fence, look up uh, Matt McMuscle's review, Darksiders 3. Because he does this really good job of framing the reality of the game. Like the people behind making it and the climate it came out in and what the clear inspirations are and what the objective flaws are. But also what the objective, like strong points are. Um. So don't just take our word for it. He has polish and editing quality in his videos. So check out Matt McMuscles. I think that's everything. That's everything. Also, that hoodie was for children, apparently. <laughs> why? So why, why not have a design in every size? Which I guess explains why it's so cheap. It's because it's for tiny people. But uh, okay, we right. we discovered some things about ourselves. We excused racism, I, and we uh, we talked about Darksiders. This was a good episode. Yeah, no, <laughs> everybody. Night. Happy New Year. <laughs>